Welcome to Trap House Politics. This is your girl L Boogie on the mic. One time for your mind, one time for your mind. <laughs> Excuse me, y'all. My voice is a little fucked up. I'm a little bit of a victim of the coronavirus pandemic. Whatever you want to call it. Epidemic, pandemic, whatever the fuck you want to call it. You feel me? I am a part of that shit. And it came. It came from my son. He came home from school long time ago, like back in January. And he was sick as fuck. And I'm talking about like, I've never seen my son sick like this before. I tried to help him. And like, I instantly got sick. But I didn't know I got sick until like the next day. Because... For some reason, the way it started off is that I was feeling fine, and then I just felt like incredibly nauseous. The vomit like projectiled out of my mouth. Like I couldn't even hold it. Like I didn't even know I had to throw up or nothing. I just felt like I wanted to throw up, and then it just shot out of my mouth. And I hadn't even really eaten nothing that day, so I don't know where that had came from. So <laughs> within the next three days my almost my entire family was sick so what I want to talk about today is how to get through it like a lot of people talking about you know um, they worried about whether they get it or not my whole family pretty much had it and we all made it through thank you God but there is still a couple of us that still feel sick and uh, my what I'm wondering is did we actually like do we have immunity did we create antibodies to help us fight this if it was to come our way again. Like, can you be affected by this more than once? That's my question. Uh, if anybody has some knowledge on that, you can drop a line for me in the messages. I'll be happy to hear from you. I will use some, even replay your uh, response on, on, you know, on the next podcast, and then we'll I'll, I'll respond to it and, and play your question or what, what. One of the things that I paid attention to was the fact that they didn't tell nobody about this shit for a long fucking time. They acting like it just came out in February. When in all actuality, the shit probably been here since November, but definitely since the December. I got sick in January, like January 23rd, 22nd or 23rd. I remember vividly because it was a couple days before my daughter's birthday. And I was sick as fuck. And I didn't know if I was going to live to see her birthday. Because there was about three nights in a row that I could not fucking breathe. Like, I caught myself sitting on the couch, not breathing. And I was like, uh-uh. Breathe, bitch! So I started breathing. I was like, well, what the fuck is that? Because I really... Did not know that I wasn't breathing until I was just like looked around like what's not something's not right. And I said, <gasps> and I said, God, what the fuck? I was not breathing. Okay. And then that happened in the daytime. Two, uh, the next day, and the next day, and the next day after that, for three fucking nights in a row, I caught myself not breathing in the middle of the night. So I stopped sleeping for a couple days. I was like, fuck that. <laughs> oh, but it really didn't matter because I was sitting up wide awake 
um, on the couch the very first time that it happened. So one of the things I know that you definitely need to do is Lysol and disinfect the whole entire house. I'm talking about you gonna need to go in your cabinets, take your ketchup, your barbecue, your oil, and all that shit. Wipe that shit down with bleach. Okay, wipe the outside of all containers in your house down because some of this stuff you just bought from the store. And if you have learned like I have learned, which I've learned today, that you needed to leave your groceries outside of your house for an hour before you bring them in. I just learned that today. So I'm, I'm so sure that that Corona could be in still in my house because of the groceries that I brought in. You definitely need to thoroughly sanitize your groceries, clean your car, your door handle when you're getting in and out the car, clean your steering wheel, Clean your gear shift so that when you put your car in park and reverse and all that shit, clean that shit. Don't forget, clean the chairs when you pull your chair out. Wipe that out. Wipe it off where you pull, wherever you pick up your, wherever you grab the chair at to pull it out and push it back and wipe it out. Wipe off your mops and your broom. Wipe the handles off. Anything you touch. I know you probably don't think about these things. Wipe off where you, when you turn your lamp off. The little clicker thing, wipe that off. You know, disinfect every fucking thing. I'm talking about go ham on this shit. Make sure you definitely get your keyboard, your mouse, the little button you push on your monitor and the button you push on your fucking computer. Clean that shit. You really have to disinfect everything in your house and you have to stay away from everybody. And the one main thing that I know is that your throat hurts so fucking bad that you do not want to eat anything. And that, I believe, is how you die. Because you do not want to swallow or eat, but that's exactly what you need to do. You need to eat soup. You need to drink plenty of liquids. I'm not a doctor. I just survived this shit, and this is what I did. I also went to the doctors a couple times. Especially when I had that scare uh, the two, three nights in a row. That last night I went to the doctor. I said, you know what? I don't think I can. I don't know if it, what I was doing was working, but I'm going to try to see what else y'all can do to help me out with this because this is crazy. My lungs was full of mucus. I had, had to take the Mucinex. The Mucinex works. Drink plenty of water with that. You definitely need to do that. You need to take plenty of antibiotics. I'm going to tell you a story. I didn't get the right antibiotic until I went to the dentist because I had an infection in my tooth. So the dentist gave me a Z-Pack. He already knew that I was on some antibiotics already. For the, when I went to the doctor the first time because my throat was hurting, I told him, I said, I think I got strep throat in the flu. And they did not test me. They just threw me some antibiotics. So I had those antibiotics. Then a couple weeks later, I went to the dentist. They gave me the Z-Pack. And that day, I felt better. All before that, I didn't feel better. I actually started to improve. But I do not feel like it's completely gone. I do not feel like this is a virus. I feel like this is something way bigger than a virus. 
because viruses can run a course through your body within a week or two and then they're gone. That's why we have this week or two. Motherfucking, uh, they saying a virus is supposed to be gone, supposed to run its course in a week or two. So that's why we had this week or two quarantine. But at, at the end of the day, this has been going on probably since November, December. Because I have some sisters that have been got sick in December. I got sick in January. Nobody got tested. They don't test for viruses. So now the the rent the main reason why we're all sick as fuck is because y'all don't test for viruses. And you let all these people go around, all these motherfuckers, and now we all sick as fuck, and y'all acting like y'all didn't know nothing about this shit when y'all been knew about it. That right there pisses me off. There should be a lot of people pissed off behind that because how many times have they done that to us? How many viruses or bugs have they released into society and didn't tell us about it because it didn't affect the people that they was worried about? How many people got the flu shot this year and then they got the coronavirus and died? Where's the numbers on that? That's what I want to see. I want to see how many people died from coronavirus since December 2019 and January 2020. Let's put some real numbers out there about what's really going on. I am so tired of being in a country that hides all the bullshit and then the company, the country accepts it. Like, yay, we couldn't wait for the next pile of shit to drop on us. And this is it right here. And your whole family is being affected by it. Now they talking about involuntary inoculation of the entire country. And if you do not participate, you will be put on the bus and ship some fucking where and ain't no telling what they going to do when they get you there. So they are definitely violating our rights with this plan that they have in effect. It has not been put in place yet, but it is definitely written out and on the table. And we have some votes for it. And it's bullshit because they do not put the right shit in your vaccinations. Once they rule that out, because at the end of the day, your vaccinations give you cancer, diabetes, all kinds of shit. Dementia, motherfucking Alzheimer, all that shit. But they want to force you to take that shit because of a bug that they created. All they need to do is go in every fucking business and clean that shit. And we will be fine. Clean it up. Because as soon as we go back into them dirty ass workplaces that we've been in, we're going to get sick again. Because it's not clean. Because it's just sitting there waiting for you to come back. So, y'all need to do something about that. Drop a few lines from me in the comment box if you agree or disagree. I have some other things I'm going to talk about too on Trap House Politics. This is how we do it. Back to, I'm talking about the coronavirus, you know, and how it is affecting our families in, in America. Earlier, I was speaking about how the corona makes you feel what it takes to get better. And it takes a little bit of time to feel better. But what I want to talk to you about now is how we're all in quarantine and spring break is pretty much over. It was an early start, and so academically, it should be over in order for the government to pay the schools, 
you know, for the 180 days required for students to attend in order for them to get paid, right? So, you know, I don't know how far into the season we're at, but we're nowhere near, you know, that mark. You know, we, we still need at least another two months uh, to complete for a lot of places. And uh, so a lot of kids were supposed to be receiving some... They were supposed to be receiving computers, and the parents were supposed to be going up there to pick up the computers from the schools. And now they're telling us uh, they're going to give us a list of websites for our children to go to. And if they do not have the equipment required to, uh, to do it at home, then they should go to the public library dur during this time of quarantine that you're not supposed to go outside. They're telling you, if your child does not have the electronic device at home required to participate and so that they will pass this year, if they don't have that device, then go to the public library. So there, are they telling you to break the law? Are they telling your child either you're going to break the law and go to the public library in, in, in a large, you know, public place with a lot of people at this time and, and do your work or you're going to fail because you don't have maybe a smartphone, maybe you don't have Wi-Fi, maybe you don't have the Internet, maybe you don't have, you know, a computer or any of those things required to, to, to do school at home. What are those people supposed to do? I'm wait, I would love an answer from anybody. If you, if you want to call and we can talk about that, you know, that would be a great topic to discuss. You know, um, what are these children supposed to do? Same thing with... The, the school lunches, the free lunches, okay? They're telling the children that the schools are open so that you can come and pick up a breakfast and a lunch, but we're on a stay-at-home quarantine where you're not supposed to go into public places. Why are they telling? It's like mixed messages, like, what are you to do? You know, back in the day when I was a child, um, we had a milkman come to our house, I think it was twice a week, and drop off eggs, milk, uh, I think they gave us peanut butter, the government cheese, all that shit. Y'all know what the fuck I'm talking about. Y'all went through that shit too. Some of y'all, y'all know the, the ones around my age. It was the WIC program. You know... But I feel like right now the government should make a, a bigger program. Kind of bounce it off of the WIC program. They gave you milk, eggs, all the perishables, butter, uh, orange juice, nutritious cereals for the children and all that. I think right now that they should have the pantries delivering food to every door. Every door. Because regardless if, you know, you have money or not, 
You shouldn't have to, like, you shouldn't have to spend it right now because we can't work. So why are we spending money? Because, like, when it's time to be able to buy stuff, you'll be broke. And you ain't going to be able to get back and forth to work because you ain't going to have no gas to put in your car. Because you ain't going to have no money. Because you spent it during the time when you wasn't able to make no money. So I think this is the time right now that the government owes us. They knew about this. This did not have to get this out of hand. It's out of hand on their account. They should be accountable. They should be dropping food off. The, the perishables and non-perishables. We should not be going to the grocery store. The grocery store should be coming to us. Okay, we didn't came to the grocery store for plenty of years. They have our addresses. What is y'all collecting our information online for? Why do you want to know our phone numbers and our addresses if you ain't going to come do the right thing and drop some shit off that's going to take care of every household? Where, when is that going to happen? Can somebody kick in some morals around here? Some of these large businesses? You thrive off of us, the poor. Now we need you. And everybody's not poor. Everybody just needs you now. So step up to the plate. That's what I child. That's what I want to see happen. I want to see that happen. I want to see these phone bills. These people know we can't pay for communication and we need our communication to still be up and running. So we should be getting free communication services right now. Why doesn't every child have a computer in their house already anyway? Find out who doesn't and, and deliver them. Tax write-offs or something. Now, shit, come on, thank people. Let's do it. Trap house politics. I know y'all tired of hearing me rant. But I just throwing some good ideas out there. And I think somebody should do something about it. I know I ain't the only one thinking like this. I'll holla. Alright, alright. Welcome to Trap House Politics. This is L Boogie on the mic. For your mind one time, for your mind. <laughs> I'm telling you, this is a dream come true for real, for real. All it takes is for me to go ahead and do what I want to do. You make your own dreams come true. All right, so let's get down to it. So, um, what I really want to talk about today, I want to give y'all my opinion on gun violence. And this is probably going to take a while because I am very opinionated and uh, <sighs> this shit is just crazy nowadays, you know. I'm 40 plus, so I've seen some things change over the years, um, including attending school, the policies and teachers uh, and principals and everybody not really uh, paying attention is what I would say to the um, emotions of the students. Um, I think that it would really cut down on the bullying um, if they 
had some type of interaction with the with the child, a meaningful interaction, like if they just interact with everybody, like for real, don't be fake about it. All the teachers, because it's not just one, all of them can do it. Principals have little little um, assemblies and things. So anyway, so I think that the parents should be held responsible for children that take a gun school or shoot or threaten a child with a gun. I definitely don't think there's any children going to the gun store purchasing guns. They're not licensed. They don't buy bullets. You know, so if your child is able to access those things, it's because you went and bought that shit. And I think it is your responsibility to be held accountable if your child gets a hold of your gun. First of all, you should be checking your child's book bag to make sure they're not taking anything to school that they ain't supposed to be going. And then second of all, uh, if they're stealing your gun and taking it to school, um, so many things could have happened that morning just if you think about it. Like if your child got a hold of your gun, what if they accidentally <laughs> shot you or even themselves? Unfortunately, that does happen. And that's not what I want to focus on. What I want to focus on is the parents should be held accountable. They went out and bought that firearm. They purchased the bullets. But they did not have the sense to lock it up. So if you're going to buy a gun and some bullets, try buying a safe and keeping the gun in a separate place from the key where it's not so easy to access. I'm just saying that's like a dumb moment to me. I just don't understand why these parents aren't being held accountable at the end of the day. So I'm going to go on off of that. Um, the Ebonic word of the day. All right, now we're going to have an Ebonics word of the day every day. Today, the Ebonics word is 50 dub. And in, 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 uh, that equals keeping it 100. That also means in turn to keep it real. I like to break these things down for people that don't understand. 50 dub, keeping it 100, keeping it real. All right, now? All right. I'm going to keep it. I'm going to go ahead and put it in a sentence. This is like when we was in school, they used to tell us to put your vocabulary words into a sentence. So I'm going to turn 50 dub into a sentence. Okay, check it out. Here we go. Keep it 50 dub, my G. Okay, so later on, we're going to talk about what G or the phrase my G means. We'll come up with that tomorrow. I'll tell you about that tomorrow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. All right, so, you know, I just feel like I need to talk about a couple more things that's really been bothering me. 
Um, one of them is the elderly being mistreated at work and at the retirement home slash nursing home. You know, how is it just because you became a certain age that you motherfuckers forgot that they used to be our age and younger they have families that they're out there busting they ass for. Do you know these motherfuckers don't even want to be out there? They don't want to go. They want to lay their ass down in their bed. Chill in front of the TV, flick through the channels, watch. They have them. Probably don't even know what the fuck a Netflix is. But it's been out there so long, I'm, I'm pretty sure that they might know something about it. The Hulu, Netflix. They want to enjoy Life, they've been working for 60 fucking years already. So now they can't get no damn, uh, no supplemental income or whatever have, have them for whatever their situation may be. And you motherfuckers want to give them a hard time at work. They don't want to be there. Give them a break. Help them out. Help them carry shit. You know. They old. And when I get there, I'm going to want a motherfucker my age to do just that for me. Look out. Look out for the kid. I mean, damn. Shit. These old people knocking on death door as it is. I mean, like, let they let them go out with a bang. Shit. Let them be happy. Shit. That's what I'm saying. These nursing homes is off the chain. These nurses, oh, my God. I don't know if these motherfucking nurses, these nurses went to the motherfucking school of Adam, the Adams family or something. I don't know what the fuck. Because they on some bullshit out here. They out here, they dogging these older people. Dog walking them. You feel me? That's going to be another Ebonics where I'll explain that in a couple of days. Dog, dog walking a motherfucker. Like, golly, they sick, don't feel good. They need you to help them feel better. And and you can't do it because you too caught up in whatever the fuck you got going on to get outside yourself and help this elderly person. All you got to be with them is for 8 to 12 hours out the day if that's what your shift called for. But after that, you get to go home. That is their life that you just visited. And it's miserable. So why in the fuck would you make it more miserable, you dumb fucking ass nurse from the Adams Family Nurse School of Nursing? My God. Be nice to these people. I took care of an old lady, I'm telling you, man. She was the sweetest. It's an old lady. She was so nice. She was rich, too. But you know what? Her life opened my eyes. She was 92. I'm talking about she was rich. Rich, rich. You know, I'm talking about old money rich. You know, so her family, they love me and I love them. You know, I'm not going to say who they are, but um, it just goes to show that money don't mean shit when you can't get out the fucking bed. What you gonna do? Order some shit online and just look at it. You can't even open the fucking package because you ain't got enough strength. You ain't these material things here on in this world. 
are not that fucking important. At the end of the day, you know, you just want to have some money to get by and take care of your family. So anyway, I did that for that family and, you know, she opened my eyes. I just hope I get a nurse that's like me, that really gives a damn, that's going to wash my hair, put lotion on my body, talk to me because my family ain't coming around to visit and shit. You know, it's a it's a lonely life. So try to make it better for them, please, nurses. All right, now, I want to talk about the way people um, look at black women like myself. I wrote a poem about it. I don't know if you guys going to feel it, but here's my poem. The evilest looking black woman is the nicest one if you talk to her. The reason she looks so mad when you see her out in the public is because she can't smile at all the misguided bullshit she sees on a regular basis in the world. She can't smile and grin like she doesn't see the shit everyone else ignores. Her body can't hide the way she feels anymore. She probably doesn't even know she has her mean mug on. Did y'all like that? All right now. Thank you, thank you. I hope y'all understood that. Poets will understand. Let's do the... I know. (laughs) All right, I'm going to save some of my content for another day. I hope you guys enjoyed. Um, Please holler back at me on Trap House Politics. It's going to get better. I'm going to have some people, you know, with me talking about some things and all that. But this was actually the first episode, the first, you know, for everything. So I'm just giving it a try out. Y'all let me know if y'all like it. I didn't do no rap, but that's because I ain't got no beat. But I'm kind of thinking about doing one. I don't know. I might come back on and do a bonus one for y'all or something. All right, then. Peace. Trap House Politics. Come get some. Okay, you guys. I'm not much of a poet. Or anything, but I've been writing a couple poems. This is actually <laughs> my second poem. They're kind of like haikus, but haikus, but longer. <laughs> okay, so here we go. Just you know, um, I have no title for this poem, but it's just it's very short. So anyway, here it goes. People who smile and grin the most are broken inside. People who frown are happy and satisfied. Okay, that was it. (laughs) Y'all think I'm crazy. I am, I am. It's okay, it's okay. All right, now. Thanks for chilling with me on Trap House Politics, y'all.
it was fun. I gotta try to tweak this and make it good so I can see what it turned out. Let's uh, cross y'all fingers for me. So today our push black topic is gonna be, let's see, about, I don't know which one I wanna pick. Uh, cop sexually assaulted a disabled mom and then I'm gonna hit the um, hit the little button it didn't say it says and then it looks like and then charged her maybe I don't know so her name is Ariel Harrison she was pulled over by the police in McDonald Dona County, Illinois, back in 2019, after being accused of drunk driving, tased, and not even administered an alcohol test. Officers brought her to a jail cell, and that's where the rest of the horrors ensued. Okay. What happened here? Harrison told them she was terrified of being sexually assaulted there, but the officers forcibly stripped her and brutalized her anyway, leaving her unconscious, naked, and alone. Then they charged her with an assault of an officer. Unfortunately, Harrison is not alone. Illegal strip searches are actually not uncommon, and when, and when it comes to sexual assault, which Harrison was afraid of, her fear, her fear was well-founded. In fact, from 25, uh, two, 2005 to 2015, one police officer was caught in a case of sexual abuse or misconduct every five days. Did y'all get that? One police officer was caught in a case of sexual abuse or misconduct at least every five days. And there's another layer to Harrison's case. She's also partially blind. Disabled black people make up a huge portion of those brutalized by the police. The worst part for Harrison after being criminalized and violated, she ended up losing custody of her children. That really sucks. That's really fucked up. What would justice for Ariel Harrison look like? Fighting for the end of this vicious, vicious criminal legal system altogether. But we can do more than just ponder these questions. We can build community with, with and meetings the needs of black women and disabled folks in our everyday lives and that is the push black story of today look on facebook like search it push black subscribe donate and read up on your current events for black history
you for joining us again today. I appreciate that you took out the time to listen to what I had to talk about today. Thank you for always supporting me. I love you guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Have a great day. This is El Boogie with Trap House Politics. And I'm out. Thank you.